Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's time for another splendid episode of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 30 Rackway, beautiful New Windsor, Illinois. I'm Steve. There's Kurt. Hello. Dude. We had, we did another one, man. This is one of my favorite podcasts that we did. We recorded this one at the ATA with the Bone Collector Boys. I'm... I'm, I'm jacked about this one. Yeah, it was fun. It's kind of the ultimate hunting camp bullshit session with uh, some of the best people in the industry, in my opinion. So it was a ton of fun. Really refreshing. It's kind of cool to kick back and drink some bush lights with these guys. Um, and a really good opportunity. And we're thankful uh, that they gave us the time out of their day to do this because uh, we're nobodies when it comes to the, <laughs> the end of the day. So. Dude, to be honest, they wanted to come drink. Come on now. Yeah, we're kind of like <laughs> their excuse to get trashy for a little bit, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. Man, I was going to have you freestyle rap the the ads, but we'll do it on another, another <laughs> <Okay>. episode. <laughs> uh, what side are you shooting? Uh, I'm shooting the uh, Tetra, and I did shoot the uh, Kingpin uh, when my my bow uh, blew up. So I was uh, I was running both of those. Um, I do got to say though, uh, one of my favorite things about the Tetra it, it just it it felt a little lighter. I didn't feel like I had nearly as much out front. Uh, I'm definitely going to be shooting the Tetra next. Next season. Um, I was a big fan of that site. Yeah, I have zero complaints. I have absolutely zero complaints with that Tetra. It's awesome. If you are interested in having zero complaints with your bow site, WCB15 at HHASports.com. Podcast is also brought to you by Scent Crusher, ScentCrusher.com. Have you seen? I, oh, man, I feel like a bad, bad person. I don't remember the name of their new, like, suit that you put on and wear out. Like, you wear it from work to your to the field. Yeah, I thought it was just the bodysuit. That might be it. That might be it. It's a yeah. It's it's nuts, man. It's got like uh, it it's a full on bodysuit. So if you didn't see any anything about it, basically throw that on. Uh, some guys said they they just get naked and go in there. They could, or you could like <laughs> they could. You could yeah, you it. could, or you could just throw your uh, throw it over your clothes or whatever if you get your camo in. But yeah, it, it seals up and it's got like this big port, so you run your uh, unit through there, and you yeah. just you're just getting clean on the way. Uh, Way to the stand. It's a game changer, I think. Yeah. Especially like like today, if I would have went hunting right after work, I would have had to have had something like that. Um, yeah. One of my properties, like my where I live, is the opposite way from where I work. 
So that is going to come in handy when I got like gear oil and grease mm-hmm. and shit all and sweat and all that stuff. The new units that are, are coming out from Sand Crusher too, they they did a whole bunch and uh, you heard it on the Sand Crusher episode. But if you didn't, go back and listen to that and we go all into it. Yeah, they cranked them up, higher power, kind of a new look. So I like them. Um, also, thermoseat. Um, I'm a little bummed because when you guys podcast with Joey from Thermoseat ATA, I was gone. I was working. Um, but, man, that guy's a lot of fun. I love him, Joey. And Joey and Derek are two of my favorite human beings. And every time we get done hanging out with them for, like, three days, maybe, like, eight hours, like, for the next year, me, Doug, and Eric are just quoting those dudes. Because yeah. they, they bring so much joy to, joy to our lives. Man, <laughs> I'm bummed I miss that. So check that one out. Check out all the ATA episodes we did. Um, we also did a podcast at ATA with Victory Archery. They talked about some of their new arrow setups. Currently, right now, we um, we are all shooting the RIP TKOs. Um, everyone on the working class crew, and we all love them. Uh, so check out Thermosy, great arrows. Um, I, I, I changed a few years ago, and absolutely love them, man. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to shoot those SSs. They sound like game changers. Yeah, check that ATA episode out. Um, also, Lone Wolf Custom Gear. We did the Quisto Series podcast at ATA, showing all the new products this year for 2020. Um, go go check that series out, the DeQuisto Series podcast, and check out LoneWolfCustomGear.com. They launched their new smaller stand. It's a smaller version of the 1.0, and we were kind of wondering what to call it. I've, I've been calling it the .5 or the DS5, um, and I think I got Cody kind of saying that, and like me and Connor were calling it that at, uh, <laughs> at the Nebraska show. And so I think that's probably where it's going to – I don't know for sure, but I'm calling it the .5. Makes sense. It's the same thing as the 1.0, but smaller. So wouldn't you call it the .5? I would have called it the four eighths. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fair. I'll, I'll, I'll the run that by. Or whatever you guys want to call it. I'll run that by Cody. <laughs> uh, the podcast is also brought to you by Elite Archery. Ooh. You better know about them. Um, I absolutely love them. If you have never shot one, highly recommend you get to your bow shop and shoot them up. I, this year, sh- am shooting the Ritual 35. I will probably shoot that bow through turkey season, and then I'm I'm eyeballing the cure. Oof. Man, I got to shoot that, and I was talking to some of the boys. Uh, the One of the well, the dudes there, Ian, set me up with like a back bar, so I might be changing my uh, setup here pretty quick for turkey season. I, I doubt I will. I just want to keep shooting because I'm shooting good now, but like, yeah, I shot that cure with like a back bar setup. I'm like, oh, man, I'm in if, love with this. If you get the cure, <laughs> well, what, what, what color is your bow now? Uh, the thirty-three, or the, the I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry. The, oh, the thirties in that uh, in the real tree edge. Okay, what color cure will you get? You know what, man? I loved my camo bone. I didn't get to use it a whole lot, so I think I want to do. Uh, I might do that in real tree edge. I don't know what I'm going to do this year. I don't. Yeah, I I was kind of open there. I was kind of checking out the colors, but I'm like, dude, there's just something about the real tree edge that it looked clean on that bow. Yeah, yeah. Check out eliteartery.com. Um, podcast also brought to you by old barn taxidermy i'm excited to do a podcast with sam gaylord from old Old barn (laughs) i don't know if we're going to do it at the shop we're going to do it in studio but that guy is going to be so much fun on the podcast um i have three critters right now my antelope and both my bucks at old barn and i cannot wait to get them back um right away when i walked in with creepy's rack and his cape sam's like dude we could do this like throwing ideas at me dude you do this we can we can fit, we can modify the form we can make whatever you want like <laughs> throwing like he's going above what i was even thinking like throwing all these ideas at me i'm like god dude i got a lot to think about apparently so we might have to go there and podcast because that's a cool spot yeah yeah that's kind of the the game changer you get when you go to that taxidermy shop and i've been in a lot of different taxidermy shops over the years 
and there's some where you kind of feel like you're a burden. Yeah. Where you're just, it's just like pick one off the paper and, and that's all you get, mm-hmm. you know, and it just doesn't feel like uh, that welcoming family type vibe. Like, oh shit, come back. Like, oh, if you have a question or anything, just call. It's, you don't usually don't have that feeling. Right. Um, hopefully you do in your local area, but they, if you're in, I always forget where they're at in Iowa. Oh, they're in Fort Madison. And uh, locally around the Quad Cities, there are a couple drop-off spots. If you go drop off your deer, they go. They take them there like once, uh, I believe, like once a week, something like that, or whenever they can get them in. So it's uh, it's it's they're making it convenient for you for sure. Um, check out Old Barn Tax, their man Facebook. All right, thank you to all our partners. Um, also, I forgot to add that we are brought to you by Big Time. We did a podcast with Big Time about their new food plot line and some of their new supplement uh, blends. So check that out. More coming there. And we got something planned for ATA. We kind of dropped it, but we're we got a year to work on it. We'll see if we can pull it off. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, real quick before I forget, uh, we are carrying two different logo setups of Bourbon Barrel calls on our website. Um, those are handmade, um, seven to ten days. Um, if you order one, because um, Johnny's got to get out there and make them. So. Yeah. Uh, we got two different logos to choose from. Check them out, workingclassbowhunter.com. We got the fucking squirrel patch shirt, and we got the meat dough bed shirt that are both new. Um, I'm thinking those will probably just be limited time only type shirts, so we'll probably do a few rounds of them, and then once they're gone, they're gone, and that'll be it. We'll be moving on to the next uh, style shirts. So workingclassbowhunter.com and hit the store tab. Also, when you're uh, on workingclassbowhunter.com, if you do have a vet shout-out, go to the contact form. Um Send that in. I do uh, have a vet shout-out here. The vet shout-out's uh, sent in by our good buddy Chuck Hammerslop. Uh, the veteran's name is Jared Resser. Uh, he was in the Army. said, I guess y'all uh, could do a two-parter. This dude is responsible for getting me into bow hunting. Sergeant First Class uh, <laughs> Reeser for you illiterate folk. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, was uh, 18C, which is a Special Forces Engineer. I met him uh, on a team I deployed with. Move that there. Then I was his uh, mechanic on a mobility training detachment. This dude is a bad motherfucker. Uh, Jared did twenty plus years, got out and beat cancer. Holy shit! And is living happily somewhere in Mississippi. Uh, and he said, "Side note: Thank you guys for doing shit like this. It means a lot to guys who uh, have done the job. Go shoot your bow, Jared. Want to want to thank you for your service to this country, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Jared. Uh, Chuck, want to thank you for your service too. Thank you, Chuck." Um, God damn, good for, good for him, dude. Living somewhere in Mississippi, like, isn't that the fucking dream? You go serve your country. Cancer tries to fuck with you, like, yeah, fuck that. And they're like, I'm going to somewhere in Mississippi. Good luck finding walk me. Walk into the woods of Mississippi <laughs> and tell everyone to kick rocks. All of a sudden, now he owns a blues joint. And it's like, dude, what the hell happened, man? It's American dream. It is. Awesome. Thanks for submitting that. Well, on to the episode. We hope you enjoy. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. 
<laughs> well, Steve, we're going, so whenever you want to like officially kick it off. So we're not filming this, right? We can nope. pick noses and yep. stuff. Yep. Okay, good. Oh, noses, right. flip yeah. each other off. We can pick, pick noses. <laughs> Our own noses. It, it, oh, it's good? You're good. Oh, yeah, I didn't hear the click. Okay, yeah, hey, we're here at the 2020 ATA show in the Rubline Room. Uh, do I still sound good? Yeah, you're good. good? Yeah, you're yeah, doing I feel a, like I'm sounding great, you're actually. You're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm Steve. Kurt's here. Eric. And then uh, we got these dudes we had on last year. Uh, you guys are the... Uh, the, named after that movie, right? Bone Collector? Oh, yeah. Right. That's a oh, Morgan yeah. Freeman movie. <laughs> Great plot. I'm kind of glad he's coming back out with it. So he's yeah. maybe give us a little marketing push. Yeah. You guys you really blew up over TV? the year, huh? Yeah. yeah. Our yeah, podcast exactly. helped you guys out. We're on national life. television now, Bone Collector. <laughs> Damn. Like double down. I think it was the C- What's the network's got it now? I don't know. I know. Did you see that? that? I know it's coming some, out, yeah. Some, some new Bone Collector series. Of course, it's, it's not a hunting show. I think it's some... Oh, yeah. it's a ripoff. You guys got to yeah. go after yeah. it. I'm, I'm, yeah, we're going to get on yeah. trademark attorneys on, yeah. <laughs> on those ABC. We got it. One of the names are going to get them. We're coming for you. Get them. Two lawyers are going to get rich, that's for sure. So what's new, boys, since last year? How's the hunting season going? Or how did it go? Phenomenal. Yeah? Yeah, we had a great year. Everybody did well. I mean... I didn't kill a deer in Kansas other than that for myself. That was, that, was, <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one I didn't that was the only one I didn't get one on, but hunting season was good, man. Yeah. T Bone slayed him, Whitey got a bunch of them, and yeah, we had a good year. It, it was fun. I, I didn't draw a tag in Kansas and so uh what the guys didn't know that the gentleman we hunt with who's become a great friend of ours, Eric Dunn, his wife Wendy. I met Eric I owned the farm in Kansas and um Anyway, he ended up buying our farm, mm-hmm. and through that, my, or the farm I had, and through that, he, he said, man, I would like to invite you and Nick and T-Bone to come hunt with me. And so yeah. when I, I introduced Nick and T-Bone to this guy, and since then, he's put together this unbelievable hunting situation with, with duck and whitetail and just mm-hmm. pheasant. It's just phenomenal. So he's done really well for himself, like the true American dream. And so I was so sad that I didn't get a tag. Like, I was, like, depressed. Like, I mean, like, I needed Prozac, like, or whatever, any antidepressant. So I get there, and he says, hey, what else? This guy is, like, super rich, super cool, but he's, like, 50, generous. 50 years old, but a 12-year-old in high school with money. That's what this guy is. So he's got a, he's got a jet, and he's Perfect. also got yeah. a huge Viking boat. And so he says, what else? Dude, in two days, we're going to Cabo, and we're going to catch striped marlin. So, obviously, they're there deer hunting, and, and they got the one up because I'm there just cheerleading. Right. T-Bone kills this really big deer that we've been after for three or four years. And um, so he had a good deal. And so uh, I got a chance to kind of surprise them and say, hey, goodbye, guys. And they're like, you going home? Like, no, I'm going to Cabo, man. <laughs> we're going so we go to Cabo. We take one camera and producer and go down, and, and we catch 51 Really, strike marlin in, in one day. Go to this Jesus. place called Mag Bay, and so, uh, and then, and then to make it even worse, I was selling whoop tickets the whole time, and you know, <laughs> calling out my buddy Nick, and, and then, it, then, it, then, then yeah. it, I almost felt bad because T Bone kills a big deer, our producer kills his biggest buck ever, and, and then I'm talking about how, you know, how I don't want to be Nick, and Nick ends up don't kill, doesn't shoot oh, a buck, so yeah, it ends I never up. Never had to an be, encounter with a big yeah. one either. It was a rough week for me, but. 
So anyway, the show but, ends with him crying like a little kid. <laughs> so is it really, really going to show you just like, his eyes out. catching those marlins out of that deep net? That's a deep net preserve. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not high a, fence deep it's net. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's farm raised marlins. Farm raised marlins. Farm raised marlins. Yeah. Farm raised marlins. Yeah. Farm raised marlins. yeah. 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 Fresh water. There's a few channel cat <laughs> crappy in there. And a couple striped marlins. Because uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from what I've seen on social media, you're used to shooting high fence deer, huh? Uh, that's all I do. I mean, every time. Ear tags, yes. radio collars, <laughs> yeah. I've been in the industry 25 years, and my goal this year, 2000 or 2020, I'm going to shoot a real regular deer. No, no. But to, <laughs> but to what else credit, he's real humble. He's not going to say this. He does high, hunt the high fence like we all talk about on social media, mm-hmm. but uh, – the fences that he hunts, they have no corners. It's all rounded. So those deer can't get backed into a corner. I mean, it's rough. Right. It ain't your standard high fence. It's a circle piece. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a circle piece. running around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Try to catch a hamster yeah, on his, his wheel. You his, his granddaddy had a heart attack. He was looking for a corner to piss in. He walked himself in a circle for so long. 12 hours, he's out there walking It's a real sad situation. Dude, he's hunting the octagon. Yeah. yeah There's a big-ass Bud Light sign in the middle of the field. Like, what the hell is this? How many days did you hunt Kansas, Nick? Uh, six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was going to go back a little later, but I just never made it. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better, these boys came up short this year, and they hunted yeah, a lot more days shit. than six or seven. Well, yeah. Killed the deer on my 30th birthday. Yeah, yeah, you, know what, you know what my biggest mistake was, though? I, I, try, I was trying. There was a, uh, a little farm that we've got there, and there was a really big deer, 180-inch buck on there, and I, I just kind of tried to kill that deer. Right, yeah. Well, that, and uh, and it really was the, only, was the only decent buck on that farm. If I would have hunted... Every day at one of the other farms that we've got where there's 20 big bucks, I would have killed one, but I was trying right. to kill that one big deer. And Going after that, and also yeah. that one yeah. big one. You I know. see that. And yeah. I like to shoot. I like to shoot. So Nick, Nick's being very serious on this. The, you know. He also said I hunted six or seven days, and I just didn't have time to go back. Interpretation. <laughs> he hunted six or seven days. He wanted to go back. Bet he's married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's married. <laughs> Is that what happened? He couldn't go back. Yeah. You can't put a kibosh to that. But, you know, most places you go – you know, a one one thirty five, one forty walks by. We shoot. You know, I like right. to shoot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Kansas is just one of those special places that you can hold out a little bit longer. And right, right. Wait for the big one because that's where they live, and we got them on camera. We know they're there, and so. If yeah. we're going to be I'm honest, kinda... it's Kansas' fault. They really should let us have two bucks. Yeah, right. Th- then yeah. everybody, everybody <laughs> yeah, gets. Then I can just get one out of the way. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, they can shoot a good one for you. Yeah, let's blame it on Kansas. It's yeah. Kansas' so fault. It, I guess in my own greed, you know. Chris Brackett never let that bother him. <laughs> 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 there it is. I love there it. it is. Dude, I <laughs> got that two for. We rip on that. I don't have a tag. Hell, it don't matter. Hey, the footage don't ever arise. It's not a problem. Chris is probably going to send me a Facebook message right now. Chris yeah. was just a, a, a damn joke. Just he's like, he's like, I'm don't gonna piss go off your producer. That's the name of the <laughs> yeah, game. Right. You know, we, we didn't do this. You know what you did. Yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> this is your fault. Yeah. 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 I've screwed up a lot, and people call me out on it. Hell I'm, yeah. I, I'm still not even living down things that happened to me. Man, I've been in well, this industry since 94, so if you don't think between 19... 19- 94 <laughs> dig up some 2020 <laughs> if old waddy ain't did a bunch of dumb stuff at the ata and yeah i mean last time i mean what's is amazing you're honest is, about it though That's look at my man right here he, he he got didn't he get knocked out oh hell no, <laughs> hell no. he's in a boxing match he was dude, shirtless I'm a, glove. I'm a gold glove in my parents basement dude anybody that came down there i'd whoop their ass stop this bullshit like what where did you think i got knocked he's, out you know i would like rodney carrington what did he, rodney carrington the comedian remember, he, said, yes. he said this box and i love it he said i just don't like the boxing back mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 
no, I, I, uh, if I didn't duck my head, yeah, I would have been. I, I probably would just now would have been waking up a year later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You probably wouldn't have had a Quick head reflexes. Left. Oh, dude, yeah. You guys would have been like, damn, it's funny. Steve's so fat, but he's a vegetable now. It's weird. Tom, dude, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> going back to you, uh, like going after the 180, I'm just kind of circling back a little bit. I, I know that feeling a little bit because. I shoot like a, I shoot good deer, you know. Like I killed like two bucks, like right around the one fifty mark. Yeah. But I know, like our our buddy Austin, he's always he's a frequent guest, one of our really good friends. He always kills a buck that I can like that next tier, you know, that sixties, seventies, eighties bucks. But he'll pass those bucks. But like you're saying, I like to shoot. Yeah. I'm too much of a redneck to like let deer like that walk past me at fifteen yards. Yeah. Yeah. But I know if I just could bite down and not shoot. I could have a chance at it, killing some of those. It's my own fault, but right. I, I get what you're saying. Though sometimes you got to get out there and, well, and, and try on, and go and, for that. And on the yeah. on the on the last day, um, my wife and I and Cohen, our producer, we went to a redneck blind, and uh, a big eight pointer comes walking out, and he's a he's a big eight, you know, yeah. like a hundred. That's a whole another eight. episode. Three of them yeah. in a, in a redneck blind. <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy. <laughs> but there's this big eight out there. We saw him walk across the top of the hill, so I know he's on his feet moving around. Well, yeah. then, then, you know, 20 minutes before dark, like 130 to 135-inch eight-pointer, you know, a younger deer walks yeah. in, dark horn, beautiful buck, where most places I would have hammered him. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, my wife really wants me to shoot this deer because she wants to be there when I shoot one, and I kind of wanted to shoot it. But then at the same time, I feel like that buck that's out there walking that doe, pretty soon she's going to come walking right in. He's yeah, going to follow her in. I'm going to smoke him. So I didn't want to shoot that deer. But then once the day is over, I look back and I go, I wish I would have just shot the damn deer because my wife was there with me. And it would have been right. a cool story to have her with me, you yeah. know. But for sure. at the same time, my greed, you know, gets the better you, of me. You never know what the right call is because you can't yeah. predict what they're going to do, you know. No, so no. Like, and, that, and, you know, it says so much. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We all have that. It's yep, like, sure. yep. I mean, you just got to, I, I guess... I, I've stuck to it pretty good bit. Um, first come, first serve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he's well, got enough birthdays, is, I'm letting him. Have that, that buck came and went like three times. It's like he went by and he walked in the woods. I'm like, the bigger right, one. He's asking right, for an no, arrow. The, 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 the other the, one. Yeah. The other one. And he walked by, and I'm like, oh, thank God he's gone. You know, I didn't really have a shot the first time. Then all of a sudden, here he comes again, walking, <laughs> you know, right in there. And I'm like, oh. broadside for a yeah. half an hour. Yeah. No, I pulled you out. Know. That's funny, man. Easy shot. I could smoke. How, uh, this is kind of off topic a little bit on that, but I'm just curious because you guys are constantly hunting, constantly traveling. How are you guys as old ladies with it? Like, they got to get it because that's how you make your living. But you know what I mean? I'm just. That's a, that's a great question. And, I, you know, and it's cool that's never been really asked because yeah. obviously we make our livelihood. So I guess, in, you know, by, by hunting and, and, and producing television shows, in reality, uh, you know, our work is to have fun. So if, if we truly do hunt and have a good time, yeah. so we, we don't take it serious when it comes to the cutting up and laughing. So every trip is still a vacation to us. I, I, right. we, we just went to Texas. And, That's cool to hear, man, actually. we laughed. Yeah. We had However, th- that, that does go against us a little bit with, uh, I know, I, for, with my wife. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she's very supportive, and she really is very happy when I deposit nice checks in the account. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. It comes from hunting or anything. Selling <laughs> but all you're doing is picking up aluminum fun. cans. Yeah, but that, that, that's it. And so right, I think, right. I think oh, you, you just you must be nice. Yeah. And yeah. I used to tell, I used to tell my wife Christian's like, honey, you know, Nick and I are thinking about going sheep hunting, and we might be gone seventeen days. And right. it, it's it's a hunt of a lifetime. And she said, <laughs> she said. 
Look here, asshole. You've been on 179 <laughs> Hunt of a Lifetime. <laughs> so, no. Listen here, asshole. Yeah, it's, easy, it's easy for T-Bone because he's, he's kind of like R. Kelly. He's got his wife trapped whoa, in the dungeon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Found in the dungeon. Come on now. <laughs> wait, this is, wait. The R. Kelly hey, reference. These shoulders will take a lot, but i got to draw a line <laughs> somewhere. T-Bone and R. Kelly knew no, not in the same sentence. Can see, like, yeah. girl, Go oh, get okay. back in there and cook some yeah. biscuits. I pee in the toilet and that's it. Go get me some crumb cake, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Dude, you know what, man? I give you some crumb cake, yo. <laughs> oh, the R. Kelly reference. I'm sure Steve's not freaking out over that. Yeah, one. what the hell? What the dude, hell you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna bolt. Like, I know all the stuff with Donald R. Kelly, but dude. <laughs> You know all the stuff about our. Oh, yeah, you've been yeah, studying have you, him. Have you seen? Have you, you seen? Google. Have you seen that documentary? It's fucked up. I've seen part of it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's screwed it's, up. It's, it's terrible. And this guy yeah. is not in jail. Oh, oh no, he's yeah. still walking around. Only thing I know about that documentary is when Dave. You, did you watch the Dave Chappelle stand yeah. up when he's like he asked me the to sticks be sticks and like, stones? Yeah, he's like I don't even know our Kelly. I don't even know our Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that. That dude, it's so funny. Chappelle is so funny. He's the best. We never the old Chappelle skits. R. Kelly, you have never seen that documentary. He's the best. You got to go watch it. Do you remember the R. Kelly skits from Chappelle show? Oh yeah, yeah. dude, classic. He was the, he was the man. He, I like he always pushed the envelope, and it's funny. Oh, you yeah. guys do it on the podcast, and you know, we, yeah, we we try to do that in the hunting. Uh, you know, it's not even pushing the envelope; it's just being real. It's the, yeah, yeah, that's what Chappelle's doing. He's just like the cooler talk that we really all talk about right. when nobody's worried about. Right. Yeah. If we're being recorded or not, and and I think that's what we've tried to do on yeah. our hunting shows. Like, you know, we just quit worrying about. Yeah. First of all, you're going to offend somebody trying to Always not know. offend them, and right. so right. there's no way you cannot go through life without offending somebody. But at the yeah. end of the day, oh, yeah. I, I know I know we got good hearts and we're just good humor and having good time. Right. I mean, uh, j- just you know, a year I've known you guys, and the first thing we do. You know, as we see each other, jab each other and, right. and throw some type of cut down at each other. Right. Oh, that's a, that's <laughs> that's a, that's love. That's, that's a what that is. Mentality. Yeah, yeah, that's brother, love. brotherly love. Sure. Yeah, you ain't get picked on. You just nobody loves you or likes you. you know? well, the, I've known we, Eric for five years, and he tried to pay a dude a hundred bucks to knock me out at a bar last night. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was, it was uh, Taylor Jury's <laughs> husband. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just love. Yeah, he can use a hundred bucks. I'm I'm surprised he didn't do it. And I didn't I didn't even remember. It at all. Dude, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> and you're you're, cry, you're crying because it really hurt when he hit you, and you knew he loved you. Yeah, no, I went up. I went up and told him like I had paid this guy to knock you out, so watch out. <laughs> no, 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 here's, watch here's, your back, here's dude. the crazy thing: this dude would have got paid a hundred bucks to get his ass folded by me. You know, like, like I said, dude, I was trading yeah. my mom's basement for a you year. Said, it would have backfired, <laughs> dude. I just took that bunk bed I was laying on. I wrapped some uh, pillows and mattress. Dude, I was hammering that shit, dude. The bar was like bent in. That's so hard, dude. So You're such an idiot. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. It's so true. Dude, we'll do that on like on the podcast. We'll like be at, at home in our studio, like bullshit. You know, too many bush lights. I mean, guilty. And then we get bullshit about stuff. We go a little too far. Like what, what I think is a little too far, but I'm like. Fuck it, I'm gonna air it anyway. And then that's the stuff that we get the most. Like, dude, that was hilarious. Yeah. Like, you, I can't. People love that. Like, shit. It's, it always ends up better. And I'm like, man. If it's real, it's real. It's, yeah. If it's real, it's real. Like, yeah. I'm not doing anything blatantly out of nowhere. Like, yeah. yeah. Shit about it's, people it's or not, whatever. But. It's funny. You know, you talk about Chappelle. It, it's funny. I, a story I got, I never get this. I was at a Cabela's one time doing a promotion. It was during the Realtree Road Trips show. And um, so, you know, I'm just, you know, living this cool dream of, of, of getting the chance to have this hunting show and it was yeah. successful at the time and i remember i did this promotion and i worked all day at cabela's and at the end of the day i leave and i'm, I'm by myself and uh 
there was nobody else but me, so I leave yeah. out of the door and uh, think, man, I'm, I'm kind of tired. I'm probably just going to go get me a, a burger and go back to the hotel room. Well, I see a sign that says uh, Rodeo. It, it, we was up, I was up in uh, out of Hamburg, Pennsylvania. You guys probably know where that's at, Hamburg, Pennsylvania. And it said, there's a rodeo in town. I was like, dude, I... I, I love rodeo. Like, it's rodeo, dude. <laughs> I look, it's like 7 o'clock. And I'm rodeo to says rodeo. 7 o'clock to, you know, whenever in a bull riding you at the end. So I book it and get in my rental car and go to rodeo and <laughs> get me a beer, By literally yourself. buy some popcorn. I thought he was going to say, I love cowgirls. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I never forget, uh, I'm sitting there, and, and as soon as I get in the bleachers by myself watching this rodeo, this dude looks up, and it was a guy. His family had just come by and said hello, and uh, I'd signed a hat or so, and we talked and told some stories and looked at trail camp pictures, and and uh, he said, what, El, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm, well, we're at the rodeo. He's like, I just can't believe you, you would be here. And I'm like, are you thinking you're going to out-redneck me and go to the rodeo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, me and you are the same. We're exactly the same. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought this would be – the only difference is my family ain't here. You know, my friends are gone. Y'all right. are my friends. And, and we sat there, and I sat there, and I was like part of their family the rest of the night. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Eating popcorn and drinking a beer and yep. watching and the rodeo. Like, he's like, my yeah. wife ain't here. I can actually have fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's what's – we didn't really plan on this. We started the podcast. I don't know what we were going to do, but it just ended up being we just have a platform. We have an excuse to travel and bullshit with other hunters. Uh, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, and do, do this type job, of shit. Man. So yeah. Yeah. I guess we got lucky and kind of fell into it kind of out of what we – it just snowballed into something way cooler than we thought it was going to be. Well, yeah, and, if it, sure. and, and it comes back to if you keep it real and then, you know, people want to hear that kind of thing. I yeah, mean, yeah. they want to sneak in and, like, uh, be able to turn it on at any time. It's like they're waiting all week long to go to the hunting camp and right. share hunting camp. Well, hey – we yep. got a podcast that is the you know the the like a hunting camp so yeah, that they yeah. can tune yeah. into it. And it's like that's these guys are real. I relate to them. It's just like I want to be feeling. But yeah. I'm sitting here driving down the road, wishing I was in hunting camp. I can't be in hunting camp, but you know I'm gonna turn them guys on and I'm gonna be in hunting camp with them. Right. right. And I guess that's part was part of the mission, like kind of subliminally. I guess it more kind of realized that for some people we are kind of that hunting camp replacement. Or if they never had a, some people never grew up with like no, a I, hunting yeah. camp. You know, yeah. so. If yeah, we can do that, and well, I say it, hunting you know. camp, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's not a camp, even if you're just going over with your boys, you and got all that. yeah, you got you got one guy in your neighborhood that y'all you know go over to his house and yep. shoot bows, and we always grew up doing that. You know, we not necessarily had a camp, but we we you always yeah. get with him. Hey, we're going to shoot bows tonight. Hey, we're going to tune broadheads tonight. Hey, we're going to do the camaraderie this tonight. vibe. Right. Of yeah, exactly, camp. Yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. We had such a good time. You know, Michael yeah. talked about it, and when we was in Texas, we had such a good time. His boy went with us, Mason, and we've all grown up with Mason. And, uh, you know, like when, when he was younger, we felt like he was, uh, you know, like an extension or like we're an extra dad, you know. Yeah, yeah. But now that he is so mature and so cool, I told Michelle, my wife, when I got home, I said, I, you know, I had the best time, well, with all, with all you guys, but even with just with Mason. And just, mm-hmm. I, it's such a joy to be around Mason. It's like he's 35, 40 years old. I mean, yeah, he's, we, we yeah. love that kid. It's to, like social to maturity yeah. is up there. But it's not like, he's not, I mean, he, you don't even never, feel like he's your kid. We've right. never right. treated him like and a they, kid either. No. And Nick and T-Bone, and not just Nick and T-Bone, but so many, you know, people in this hunting industry. He grew up around, you know, Mark and Terry Drury. He grew up around Eddie Salter. He grew up around... I mean, so many people that were a lot of my my heroes and people I looked up Mm -hmm. to. And it's funny, he was talking about this podcast, and make no mistake, we're sitting here drinking Bush Light. Thank you, guys. Uh (laughs) Thank you all for the uh, craft services. uh, We're going to get a couple of those. We'll find out which one soon. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. But, uh, 
and that brings a good point. So it's 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 my son who's now nineteen. He's a sophomore in college, and he grew up around all these hunting camps. Yeah. And, and what's what's so crazy, uh, even that people that might even listen to this and like, man, I I heard Waddell say a cuss word. Those guys said a cuss word. Said this that. But in reality, is I've always never tried to hide anything from my the people who watch our show are even my son mason so yeah. what's crazy is <laughs> as we sit here drink a bush light and we might tell a dirty joke we might have fun <laughs> and laugh at the end of it you know what we all say everybody say man we're so blessed yeah. we're, we're yeah. so blessed to do right. that right. and so in that even amongst our craziness and having fun you know it's like there is this connection in hunting and and our camaraderie and uh, the east north west and mm-hmm. you know you guys being from the up, up northeast and we're down here in the south and it, it's such a camaraderie but at the end of the day there's there's a connection to the good lord in this point where we know we're blessed we know we're right. hell raisers and sinners at times but <laughs> a lot of the time right. but at the same yeah, time it's a, it's this weird combination and hunting is such an unbelievable hunting camp and the yeah. stories it, it's such that cool deal to where in my yeah, mind yeah. Mason grew up, the, the, you know, the kid that Travis is bragging about. He grew up around that. He grew up around the the perfect imperfection of people like y'all, yeah. people like Nick and T Bone, and they have molded him into this man that he is. Yeah. To where he don't judge. He's he so mature, and and, yeah. and, and, and that's what I love about hunting and fishing. I mean, and and uh, it's 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 a cool deal, man. It's just crazy how he grew up so good with a dad like that. He really is it. He really is though, man. We you you, you talk about a good kid that the the ultimate son, you know. Yeah. He's, he never gets in trouble, never talks back. Yeah. He gets good grades in school. He's driven. I mean, we brag awesome, about man. him like he's our son, yeah. you know, and just so proud of him because yeah. you know he's a he got a full scholarship for bass fishing. I'm like. Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, I would have done much better in school had they had something like that. Right. You know? yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, but uh, no, nah, he got, and, and you know, we're, none of us are fishermen. <laughs> yeah. You know what right, I mean? It'd right. been real easy for him to, you know, go down the hunting road or, yeah. and, and yeah. granted, we're proud that it's in the outdoor industry, but nonetheless. Kind of did his own, like he's making his own lane. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if T-Bone, you know. Growing up, if they would have had like the Montevallo Cheeto eating team, <laughs> like he would have studied hard. He probably would have, you know, been an all American. I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys right now. <laughs> all American. He'd be a legend. He's on the pro staff. I'll promise this: when I went to, uh, I went to community college for like a little bit, you know, and last too long. Like but I was weeks. studying. Yeah, I was studying a little bit. sexuality. I was a little bit sex therapist. Well, you gotta be good at. <laughs> this, is, this is no bullshit. So, <laughs> no, are you serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm serious. No, you're yeah, full of yes, shit. I swear to God, I still How have come the I never knew about. Because I'm I've never heard this. About this. No, I've never heard this story. No, before. I'm embarrassed about it. So no, I, I went. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how am I going to be a sex therapist? I'm like I can't even figure out how to get sex on my own. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> it was just like it was like you do like you step. Hey, you can buy some, that, you know? I, yeah, you can, but I didn't have no money either. <laughs> so you didn't have dead money. Out. Dead in the street for this guy. You weren't so. making enough money at McDonald's. No, I, I, I worked. Uh, I was a dishwasher at a Taco Shack. For yeah, a <laughs> Taco Shack, and I worked at a record store right either. after that. When I was, uh, no, I started at the record store, so I was like, "Wait a minute, dishwasher at a ta- Don't they wrap those up? There is no dishes at a Taco. Si- 
Well, when they when they serve the enchiladas. Oh, okay. The enchiladas. Right. Plus, great. I knew the guy. You know, I was going to pour that soup over the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just give me bullshit jobs. It was, it was a low rent taco shit. They made him wash the tin pole. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, bro, you're throwing that foil away? No, no, no. We, we use that here. <laughs> Go grab the damn spatula and fold the. Yeah. You guys are. Yeah. Hey, what, what kind of podcast is this? This is about hunting, isn't it? it we're like talking about cleaning. Yeah. Our little foil at a taco shack. <laughs> it's our backstories. This is where your work ethic comes in. So hey, we we'll call it. Woods. You know what we do when yeah, we have podcasts right. like this? We just put the BS in episode, and then yeah. people are just like, oh yeah, they're just bullshit. Nah, cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But going back <laughs> to good at it. your son being a good guy, I think I'm I'm a new dad. My daughter's eight months, so I get to thinking oh, dude, about like, thank you, man. But like raising a kid. Because you can do the best you can. Sometimes, like I think Bill Burr's got a, a stand-up bit. I don't know if you follow Bill Burr, the comedian. It's like, sometimes like you just have a shitty kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, no matter yeah. what you do, it's like your kid yeah, like, sucks. The mom's cool. The mom's cool. The dad's cool, and he's just a shithead. Yeah, yeah, that's what's that's what's scary about kids. Like it's like if you get a puppy, like your dog might just be an ass, no matter what oh, you do. For sure, stuck sucks, sucks, bro. Could yeah. be. Maybe that's a dark way that to look mean at it. Every lab can retrieve a duck. <laughs> right, right, right. That's I'm, funny. That's what I'm afraid to have kids because, like, yeah, I don't want that. I don't. Number one, I don't yeah, think how you turn have, It's a fifty-fifty chance kids gonna look like me. I cannot put another human through <laughs> that type of shit. I'm like, that's why you have a voice for radio or a face for radio. I do. Yeah, I got. I got a, I got a face for radio, and dude, I got a body for modeling underwear at Farm and Fleet. But <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, if I have a kid, like, there's nothing. That, if, if he just succeeds, like. Halfway successfully, then I'd be so proud of him. Like if this kid shows up and shoots like I don't know, like a ninety-inch deer, I'm like, damn, biggest deer, bigger than the deer I ever shoot. <laughs> I just, I'm like, yeah. damn, dude, I would have to set the bar. You know, I'd, I'd have to get like a really successful wife to, to make sure <laughs> I got go. a kid that has something to achieve for. Well, that's, that's right. That's then, right. then too, I was like thinking about like all the good people he said he grew up around too, and I don't know, I don't really know any different because almost all the people I, I am close with and hang out with and talk with are hardcore hunters, and that's kind of like what they're solely into but i don't i feel that people in hunting are just i don't know maybe i'm, I'm just biased probably but are better people i just don't yeah. you know what i'm saying i just feel like oh. most people that hunt are good wholesome down-to-earth people and i don't know have something to do with the connection i, I completely agree you know what with I mean? that and i also think that uh people that are hunters are goal-driven type people so whether it's you know planting a food plot to get the big buck in there uh saving your money to get the new hoyt right you know buying a, a new four-wheeler or, or utv to use in the field yeah you know guys put their mind where they want it and they work towards that goal and, yeah yeah um you know i think kids that get started early doing that end up being good people because you have to meet the goal to get what you want it and, wires and, and, and it's with it's with anything but i think i think the hunters you know when a kid gets in trouble and, and he's a hardcore hunter and you take hunting away from him you take his guns away like mason when he was a kid you know if he wasn't able to go fishing or hunting or whatever it, it hurt him because he yeah. you know he really yeah. enjoyed it, and I think that's really a key deal. When I was growing up, we didn't in South Dakota. You know, we didn't have a hunting camp. You know, in the South, it's a big thing. You know, you're you're on a lease or in a club, right, right. And so, everybody on the weekend they show up at the camp house. You might be in a big in a building, or you might have a bunch of campers, you know, parked around. But at the end of the day, everybody kind of comes in. They tell their hunting stories. When I grew up, we yeah. didn't have that. So, I my dad always took me out of school on the first day of hunting season. And we go out hunting all day and do our thing, but we didn't have people to come back and, and report what we saw right, and this right. and that. You know, it was just me and him, basically. And uh, once I started kind of getting into the outfitting business and seeing how the hunting camp ran, that that was really cool. And I think there's a lot of people around the country that don't get to experience that type right. of an atmosphere where you've got yeah. 
six, eight guys in a camp. Everybody's going their yeah. own way, and you come back and tell about it. You cook a meal. Everybody yeah, helps yeah. pitch in, do the dishes, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. That's a really cool experience for someone that's never done it before. For sure. Oh, I, no I, doubt. I, I like that, yeah. And I wonder if maybe that's why most hunters are kind of down-to-earth and cool and outgoing and all that. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that like just that culture yeah. wires us to be – I don't know. You kind of get what, it, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm going for. It is for the here. hunters. I mean, most of the time the guy you see or the lady you see helping – still in this crazy world change their tire on the side of the road or For stuck sure. in a snowbank you know it's it's usually you look and and they're in a four-wheel drive truck and they're hunters i mean yeah. it's yep. just there's something something there and, it, and it's funny too as we was talking about you know you can talk about what's good about us and then there's so many imperfections too right and it's yeah. funny talking about mason and, and, and man i've got five kids <laughs> and I'm, I'm praying that i don't have anyone sneak up that's you know, I'm hoping there's not any more. I made a commitment that so there's no more. But, uh, Finger, fingers but, uh, crossed. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, you know, they 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 realized that. You know, I've told Mason and all my kids. I got I got a son today that turned 15, and man, he loves to hunt. But he's yeah. man, he's into punk rock. He loves Green Day. He's playing music. He's playing guitar. He's all into Led Zeppelin. But at the same time, he when he you know I come on like Dad, can we go hunting? Like yeah, yeah let's go hunting. Yeah. You, you know, and so. Um, you know, I, one thing I told him, and I think this is also what's cool when you grow up around hunting. Hunting men are true, in my opinion, men. At the risk of sounding a little chauvinistic, no, they're I, true yeah, yeah. men. And, mm-hmm. I, and I remember telling Mason, "Thank you." I said, "When we go, <laughs> yeah." I said, "When we go to these hunting camps, I said, boy, I said you going I mean, I remember telling him when he was like nine or ten years old. Now I tell all my kids, I do have one daughter, and I, I was like, "Look, we're going here." You're going to be one of the guys. Oh, yeah. There are stories that you don't need to tell anywhere else. <laughs> so it's almost like they become in this major league Boy right, Scout right. club. This There's no small stuff. It's big stuff. And they're hearing the jokes. You know, they oh, see yeah. an Uncle Joe over there with a little glass of, what is in that red Solo cup? You know, is that sweet tea? Or, yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing called Crown Royal, son. You don't, you're not old enough. You know? You'll yeah. learn someday. And yeah, it's what, stories what and it's cup? all this stuff. And so it's funny, <laughs> through all the my travels it's funny now that i have let my kids and not hid them from the imperfections even though i've always been like do what i say not necessarily what i do mm-hmm. and you know just because you hear this joke in hunting camp don't mean you can't you can't say it yet you're not you're not of age but yet they've been around it and i remember telling all my kids and, and it's really hit home with mason that he's now 20 years old i said mason you know don't pay attention to everything i've done right pay attention to what me, Uncle Nick, and Uncle T Bone have done wrong. Right, you right. know, and I and I tell people living in the hunting industry that's getting into this, don't don't pay attention to what you you know, you understand. That's why we fans of certain people is what they did right and what legacy they're building. But but uh, I, I now tell people like when they ask about bone collecting, like man, how did you get started? What'd you do? And what's your story? I'm like, man, let me tell you what I screwed up on. Let me <laughs> tell you where I suck. And and you probably already know maybe some of the things that maybe happened cool and, and right but if you learn what i did wrong first and that's what i've kind of tried not to be perfect first of all i'm not none of us are but with, with mason especially and, and even people that i really care about i was like man if i'd have known more about this or if i yeah. had done this this way and did you recognize what we did here or mm-hmm. you know and, and so i think that's what's what's really helped mold a kid like Mason, mm-hmm. I think it's what molds me. I look at certain situations right. in, in my father, and when he was running a construction company, it's like, man, <laughs> well, if Dad had done this, man, he could have been, he could have made a million dollars. But yep. look at the work ethic. Look how hard he right, worked. Right. You know, yeah, so, but Mason, just, and, 
Mason is special because he is uh, world class at absorbing. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean he he he. Well, he's also a, got a mom that's tougher than hell. Yeah, and, and he yeah, yeah. and he, he absorbs <laughs> what's around him. I mean, he is yeah. a, a a a specimen of of what he's been around, and he just absorbed it rather than being defiant. He just right. accepted it and enjoyed it, and and uh, you know it, and it, you know it just you have kids that are just sweethearted and tenderhearted. Yeah, yeah. That's the way he is. He's just mm-hmm. I mean he just I can't say enough good about him and. I ain't just saying it because it's Waddell's kid. I'm just telling you. I mean, yeah, like, Mason's right. a good yeah. kid, yeah. And you talk about hunters being good people. You know, we we talk a lot to a lot of people, and uh, one of the things we always tell them is, you know, you tell your kids when they go to college or they go to the mall or they go anywhere, you know, if if, if shit hits the fan, if something bad happens, right. you know, mm-hmm. you look for a guy in a camouflage hat. Oh, you yeah. go to him. There's you know, a lot We might have talked that. about that the last time, yep. but you go to that guy because he's, you know, He's he's like we are a caretaker, leader, provider. He's gonna, yeah. you know, he's got the means to help you get through. He might have a, probably has a gun in his truck. Oh yeah, right. he knows he's how to use go. it. He knows yeah. how to get you something to eat. Dude, and, and he's and he's normally yeah. a guy that's from yeah. a good family and, and does good things. That so, is great advice. You know, you actually. find that guy with the camouflage hat because he's yeah. gonna help you if you're in trouble. Yeah. That means that's flat great. tire. That means when you know yep. when somebody shoots a school or whatever find, find that yeah. guy in that camouflage hat that's, a, that's great advice actually in Waddell's book I haven't read either of you guys' books yet I'm sorry I'm waiting on them <laughs> <laughs> look at T-Bone just staring at him <laughs> I got yeah, a magazine. T-Bone's calling his agent right now <laughs> I got a magazine article <laughs> <laughs> memoir <laughs> it, was, it was in your book I can't remember if you were I'm trying to remember because I my, my memory is bad but I did read the book uh, you were talking about when you <laughs> Something happened, you got stranded or something, but you were, like, walking around, you and you saw a truck, and you're like, well, this dude's got a bone collector sticker in his Chevy. And he's like, eh, these guys got to be good people. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember that story, but I remember it, reading about that. that. Was a, that's a really cool, it was kind of a deep story, but I had I shot an elk. Nick was in camp, and um, and I would hit him, I thought, pretty good, and, and um, but I saw a truck parked down. It was on a I know it's going to blow people's mind, but it was public hunting. Yeah. I was yeah. hunting public ground. Outside was, of the high fence. The, yeah, yeah. Outside of the fence. Well, yeah, yeah. Because public. the public's welcome to go. There, there's, there's, a, there's a hole in the fence, so he's hunting right by Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> it was just a small little it, section. It's high yeah. fence arenas. It's yeah. round. Oh. Remember, let's That's go back right. to that. They're That's high right. fence arenas. So, <laughs> it was in the Gila, Gila National Forest, and, um, and, and, I, and I hit this bull. So Nick and the guy – well, Nick was actually hunting himself. And um, the outfitter, I was kind of down and out. I'd hit this bull. And I said, man, I'm just going to stay here. And I had a little lunch. I said, I'm just going to stay here and take a nap under these pines. And and, and he said, well, i got to go back, and i got to find get Nick. And then uh, there's a friend of mine, Perry Hunsaker. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he said, I'll get Nick, and I'll gra- grab a few other guys, and we'll come help track this bull. So it was about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and I'm sitting, uh, I'm sitting on the side of this tree. And I, I was kind of restless. I couldn't relax. So I was like, man, I think I, I hit this bull. And it's funny. I was sitting there. And it's down in a in a in a bottom in, in a, a valley, in a bottom. and there's a there's a gravel road, you know, a yeah. main road going through there. And, yeah. the, and the last blood that that we had seen was on on top of this this ridge, about a half a mile or mile away, and um and so I was down at the bottom just to get to the truck, and I and I and I'm walking, and I remember just kind of talking to myself, and and, and it, was, it was a crazy story, and, and I don't know why I did this or my mind drifted, but I thought to myself as I'm walking, I said, man. I know I got this bull. I know this bull should should die from the shot. I was like, I just hope I can find him. And for some reason, I I, I kind of reached out. I lost my mother when I was sixteen years of age. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking, and I look, and I see this this truck down at the the, the uh, basin. And there's there's a, some hunting stickers on the on the back of this truck, 
and um, I'm thinking, man, and it was it was a Chevy, and I was thinking, man, I'm gonna walk down here and leave a note, and like, hey, this is Michael Waddell. Here's my number. I hit a bull. If you're hunting in this area again, it's public hunting, and I got one down somewhere. If you see it, call me. And so I'm walking. I'm sitting there, dang, my, and I, for some reason, I like said this little, you know, prayer to, you know, I was like, Mom, man, if, if this bull's down, help me find him, Mom. I don't know why I did that. I'd never done that. And about that time, I'm looking at this white pickup truck. I look up, and I see this really nice bull Well, you were walking. looking through your binoculars. I was looking through binoculars yeah. at the truck. Mm. Into my binoculars walks this bull. And this is the story that's in, in my book. And this bull walks into my binoculars, and I'm like, dude, that's a, that's a good bull. I'm like, man, he looks a lot like my bull, bull that I shot. And he's walking from left to right. And I get to look, and I say, I think that might be my bull so he's walking but he's got a gimp to him but i can never truly identify and now again this is where some people on the podcast will probably get mad at me i can't 100 percent guarantee this is my bull mm-hmm. but i can guarantee this bull is wounded he walks through now just from this thought i just thought this about my mom and good lord like help me find this bull i this bull's walking by and he's i got the angle on him he don't see me he's kind of gimping i range him he's like 84 yards He's walking, I'm thinking, I, I, I'm going to shoot at him. And then I'm thinking, Lord, I, I think this bull's hurt. I think this, this bull's wounded. I shoot, and I hit him pretty good. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I just I just made the shot of my life on this bull, and now I'm freaking out. Like, here I am, a hunting personality, got a really cool show going, and I'm, I'm freaking out thinking, Lord, please, please let this bull be wounded. And I know he's wounded, and I got all these thoughts in my mind. So all of a sudden, it wasn't even an hour later. Here comes I didn't even go over to my arrow, you know. Here comes Nick and all the guys. So I immediately go up to one of the guys in the party and say, "Hey, can you?" And I'm red, green, colorblind, so I'm the worst blood tracker on earth. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm terrible. I can't see blood. No, I, no, shit. no I can't uh, see. Doug, my buddy Doug, his kids uh, colorblind. They just got him those glasses. He's he, never seen blood before. So now he can see it with those. Oh, he, no, and he, he got them for Christmas. So like he's he, he's always been like looking down at blood. He's not. He's never. He's seen got it. a hell of a nose though. He can smell that blood from. Oh yeah, smell like a cow. Oh, it smells like iron. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I tell I tell one of the guys in our party. I said, man, do me a favor and outfitter. Everybody's unloaded. And I, I hadn't even told Nick yet. Nick's getting out and he's kind of like, dude, I heard you get. We're gonna find him. We're gonna. And I, I told one of the guys, I said, man, if you mind walking over there, I, will you tell me if you can see blood here and here. And, and he's like, what are you talking about? I said, come over here. And so I run over. I hadn't even showed him my arrow. So I'm quickly trying to say, hopefully we see blood on this side of where I knew I hit him. Yeah, yeah. And he said, yeah, there's blood. So now I was like, I just shot I just shot my bull. He's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm, you know, all of a sudden found a crack rock under some pine tree. And smoking. <laughs> I said, where do you work? My bull come walking by. So Nick comes up. I said, Nick, I think I just shot my bull. And he's like, what are you t-? – and everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, I'm telling you, he walked by and I just shot him at 84 yards. So we go find that air, and I hit him kind of back in, in the liver on the this, this second shot. Sure enough, we go trail it. My bull's laying dead right up on the hill. My bull had come off that mountain. Had I not stayed, I don't think we would have ever found that bull. No, huh? No it shit. It was just some freak deal. So it's funny, you know. That's crazy. Lose my mind. So it was like this weird, deep, odd thing. I see this truck. Immediately I judge this truck. Good person. He's yeah. a hunter. Yep. And uh, but I never even got the note on the truck. So it was, they got ever called you? No, I ne- uh, yeah. You he, said he never got up there. Did I never yeah. got up to the yeah. truck. I never, oh, he never got. Up. Oh, that was his plan. Oh, and my plan yeah. was to. I was looking at this truck. My thoughts were. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, good, right. good dude, good guy. He's right, a hunter. Right. This ain't just a 
the park ranger, not saying park rangers ain't good guys, but I'm thinking, good, it's <laughs> yeah. an honor. This is, this guy's crazy. Be he's, looking at the, he's looking at the truck, praying, going, Mama, if you could ever help me right now. And then all of a sudden she's almost like, you little son of a bitch, I shouldn't do this, but here he comes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> little son of a bitch. It was kind of like that. That's, that's kind of like instead of us having with the waddy bone buck we had in Texas, that's like the waddy waddy elk. The waddy waddy. The waddy waddy. The good. It, yeah. it was surprising. The first shot, yeah. the first shot. Him. Yeah, it was not. You know, it was, not it was a, a quarter two, a little bit, but yeah. it had to have gotten one long. And yeah, no, they're really. tough, man. They're tough. I, like I do the, from the season. I do want to talk about uh, a miracle, and the miracle is uh, T Bone killed an elk. Yes, that, that was boy. awesome. That Dude, was I, awesome. I, uh, by the way, he was not in a blind. Nope, he oh. was on foot. Yep. yep. I still hadn't heard the story. I haven't seen the edited version of this. I still don't know how far he walked, but he was not in a blind. Oh, it, it, yeah, I mean, it wasn't no miles and miles, but we were prepared to walk miles and miles. <laughs> Luckily, it happened quick. Good. <laughs> well, the, the, the cool thing was, was uh, so these guys we hunted with in Utah, RK um, Hunting Company. Oh, R- you were on the hunt, too. R- yeah. R&K Hunting Company. Yeah. Ran K, um, we call it. Yeah, Ran K. R- yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of them guys. R. Kelly. R. Kelly Hunting Company. They do it, yeah. They have their own line of pits. They do a phenomenal yeah. job. You know? They got elk pits. And uh, I made contact with these guys, and I set up the hunt for, for Waddell and I early in the year on, on uh, mule deer. And then, then we went back elk hunting, and, and Daniel was like, you know, I really think we can get T-Bone and Bull. And I was just telling him, you know, hey, look, T-Bone's not, like, built for the mountains. So, yeah. you know, but he said, we got a ton of elk here. We got some pretty flat ground. I think we can get it done. And so T-Bone went out there, man. Uh, the year before that, I took T-Bone to a buddy of mine's place in Oregon, and it's kind of a unique situation there. He's got redneck blinds set up over water tanks, and uh, the first couple of days out there, T-Bone had a, a decent 5x5 five five bull came in that he could have killed, but he was wanting a 6x6, six six, and they kept telling him, hey, we'll get you a 6x6, six six. just hold out, you know? Yeah. And so he passed that bull up, and I think in hindsight, probably regretted not shooting that bull that first day. Oh, yeah, well, I mean... There. Flat footer, flat fat footer from Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for broadside mainly. But, but then T Bone calls me and said, "Man, I killed the bull, and I was just so so pumped for him to for him to, yeah. to you know they had it, they had a few setups where he could have sat in a ground blind, but he actually got out and, and got it done. And that's awesome. And it yeah. out, it's an awesome hunt, dude. Well, These and, bulls come running off the hill. Yeah, and, and here's the deal on all that. You know, my, Nick and Michael, you know, being my closest friends, you know, they've always encouraged me to do so. I've always had a fear of it, a little anxiety of it, just because, you know, if it's me and my dollar and I go out there and I fail, it's okay. But, man, I've told Waddell all this time, it's like, you know, this is a hunting, this is a hunt, hunting show. I feel like I'm letting you guys down. I said, you know what, I'm just, I just don't want to do that. I'm letting the outfitter down and everything. And, you know, they've always encouraged me to go. And then, you know, after Nick researched it so much, he told me about it. And I met those guys. I'm telling you, they could have not been more accommodating. Yeah. Then they were, you know, uh, Dave and as as well as Daniel, just just top notch. I mean, like, uh, you know, they, it wasn't like some drill sergeant or anything like that. He said, "Look, man," he says, "There's no gun to our head. We'll go as we'll go like we can go. We'll do what we can do." And uh, you know, the walking wasn't too hard to be honest with you. It's the elevation. You know, I've never hunted at right, elevation right, like that. Yeah. I don't care if you're in shape or not. Just elevation, period, man. I was, I, my head was swimming about every day I was there. It's a I hard mean, adjustment. Yeah, it is. I mean, when I went elk hunting, I brought the cans of oxygen, and I felt like I, my buddies from South Dakota were hunting with me out in northern Colorado. And I was like, we'd get to the top of the hill, and I'd be like, 
<laughs> taking hits off this thing. I was like, I feel like a big bitch. I didn't it. know they made it. Right? I'm going to get yeah, yeah. up in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, bro. What was it? It is like I, I know yeah. that elevation struggles. You feel just empty. You can't grab nothing. Yeah, and I, and I'm like, you know, and I hate to complain. I mean. I hate to complain about anything. It's just because, you know, it's always going to revert back to, hey, you're a big-ass guy, quit whining. You know, right, it's just right. what it is. And I'm like, it is what it is. I mean, I, but I just hate hate to be that guy. I don't want to trouble anybody, you know. So rather than trying it and failing, I just said, well, you know, we're just not going to do it, you know. So I'm yeah. just, it's inevitable. I mean, I've just got it set in my head. Hey man, you're you're 50 years old and you you you're fat from Georgia and you just ain't gonna, you ain't gonna kill an elk. I just wipe that out. It just ain't gonna happen, you know. But uh, you know, thanks to these guys encouraging and we went out there yeah. and, and and got it done. Yeah. So and it was, was a little awesome. disappointing on my end because he had um, some obligations that he had already booked at the end of the week, so he went in a couple days early yeah. and then got it done before I got there. Oh, so damn. so I was really you know I wanted to help you know get it out of the woods and be all there and then when I got there. Uh, the very first day of my hunt, I shot a nice, really nice big six by six, and T Bone was able to get you know come up there with the guys. We yeah. got it out of the woods together, and I want to tell you and that's what fun. that's what it's all about. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I want to tell you. You know, you hear that all the time. Oh, that's what it's all about. But it really is, man. Yeah, we I got want... your bros there helping you do it. And... Man, we was there and we carved our names and made stuff in aspen trees. You know, everybody yeah. calls in aspens. Man, it was just it was a, we just stopped. I mean, like guys, I told them, you know. It seems like sometimes we get in such a rush, like you kill a deer, and it's like, hurry up, we gotta get it, get it. And I'm like, I told him, I said, guys, can we just, can slow we just, down. I just want to slow down and yeah. absorb this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't do Live this. Live in the moment. A week from now, in. I can't do this back in Georgia. I just want to absorb this. Yeah. I ain't being a fat, lazy ass. I, I'm, I just want to absorb this. Yeah, appreciate the And we moment. did. And, da- and Daniel, and, and the reason I say that, I mean, it was a, it was a changing moment for me. Daniel had went through a, uh, I mean, he should be dead. I mean, he actually wrecked a, a four-wheeler earlier in the year, and mm-hmm. and uh, he, he just was bouncing back from that. And you can just tell, like, every two hours he would let you know something, how he appreciated life. You could tell yeah. he appreciated life. So great to be around him. But, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, I was gonna, this is the funny part of the story. One of the guys, his name's Dave, uh, we, handsome Dave, Hollywood Dave. Dave yeah, Hollywood. He's freaking in shape, buff. I'm talking, you he, know. He won the, uh, that, you hear the uh, ultimate hunt, the boat, yeah. fitness hunt, hunt, the, yeah. hunt, hunt, train to hunt. Oh, train yeah, to hunt. Yeah, he, yeah. He's won it. He's won, all, I think, all the categories. He, he's in his 40s, beating 20-year-olds. He's 46. Oh, really? yeah. Freaking but, but, insane. But Stud. super yeah. accommodating. So when. Yeah. When I seen him, you know, I passed judgment. I was like, "Oh God, man, he's fixing to <laughs> wear you out. He's gonna ream me." <laughs> oh God, I'm, this is like this is an episode of <laughs> Biggest Loser. Holy shit, I'm fixing to get out. <laughs> I did. So, so, so anyway, yeah. get it he, he, he reassured me. He told me, he "said Man, he, he was just so comforting, so reassuring. Perfect yeah. guy, perfect outfitter." But here's the thing. That morning we walked. We walked. We walked for, I don't know, a quarter mile to get where we was going to. And he's like, hey, we're just going to sit up here. Those deer filter up through here. We're just going to wait. I mean, those elk, they filter up through here. We're just going to wait till we hear one, and we'll go set up on them. It's real simple. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'll get back. Get uh, Me and Daniel will get back and call them. So he said, uh, you know, nothing was happening, and it was breaking daylight really good. He said, I'm just going to go up over the hill. And there was a, um, I forget what they call it, like a red slide that he wanted to look at where the elk usually like to yeah. hang out. But it was a pretty good ways. So he takes off running, and I already knew that he trained every day and, <laughs> right. you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. He yeah. takes off running. I'm like, that son of a gun. I said, we're about to embark <laughs> on a whole day's worth of hunting, and we're going to be wore out. 
you know, but yet yeah. my big butt ain't going to wear him out enough. He's going to get a workout in between us <laughs> doing this stock. I'm like, yeah. golly, I, I, I kind of took offense to it because I'm, you can ask these guys, I pay attention to everything. I mean, like, I'm like absorbing everything, Absorbing worried about it. everything. Yeah, yeah. He takes off running. So I'm like, golly, I'm like, golly, he, he, it ain't good enough that we're just walking the mountains. Yeah. He's going to run the mountains. He's going to go for a quick little run. Yeah, just going to do a quick little run. Get a jog in. So, so we're there about five minutes, me, Daniel, and the camera guy, we're sitting there. And uh, Curtis, and all of a sudden, we look, we can see about 350 yards. Here comes Dave, wide open. Boom, 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 running back to us. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He's rubbing it in my fat face. (laughs) He is in a full sprint trying to get that heart rate up for him. And he comes back, and he's standing there in front of us. And I'm I'm not knowing what he's going to say. We didn't hear no bugle or nothing, so Uh we had no idea. And he goes, (laughs) they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> he went over the hill and called, uh-huh. and, the, and he could see the elk, and they were broken around. They was coming to us. He goes, "Set up right here, they're coming." No and I'm, yeah, so I, 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 awesome. you know, I was thinking like he's rubbing it in me, and he runs behind me fifty yards. We get set up in front of a cedar tree, and here they pop out, and then they work their way by us, and you know, I, I had to stop one as it's flying by yeah, me, and yeah. shoot it at like thirty-five <laughs> yards, and it it piles up, runs over a fence, and everything like that. But you know, here I was thinking like he was. Rubbing it in my face. Run, look how run. look how good a guy I am yeah. working out. And, and he was working so hard for me or us or we. Right, right. He come running back just as hard as he could coming over the hill. And I was like, man, this guy's running like a four three forty. And you know, like That's he's not getting going to get enough workout today. I'm like, I, whereas me, as I wake up and I'm like. I got about 8,000 steps. How am I going to use them today? That's it. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. He ran back just as hard as he could. Yeah, and then uh, awesome. it was it, we hugged, and, man, I mean, that's it awesome. was just emotions just poured out, of, especially me, but I'd say all of them. I mean, yeah, we all sure. appreciate it. To that's cool, it. man. That's a good story. You know, yeah, and I was so thoughtful. I mean, thankful for, you know, Nick for facilitating and then, you yeah. know, Waddell, you know, for, for uh, you know, just allowing us to do that. For paying for it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, every time I do that, I mean, I mean, every time we do that, I know Nick feels this way. He and I have both talked about it. It's just like, uh, and I'm so proud of this fact is, like, you know, here we are 13, 14 years, you know, in. Yeah. We've, been long, we've been friends longer than that, but since the bone collector thing, it's just like we still have on an annual basis moments and moments. It's like holy shit moments of like. God, I get to do this for a living. That's awesome. Right. Golly, yeah. man, I oh, appreciate yeah. it. I, no I appreciate doubt. this. That it's is like, so refreshing to hear because I think, yeah. I, I know that because I am like, getting to know you guys, you know, especially, you know, Bone over the years. and I, It's good to hear because I think the majority of people not knowing to just assume that, like, you're maybe just getting bland with it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no like, way. No, they do. Yeah, they know? do. I mean, yeah. It's no. different. I'm not going to say just maybe it's just because you're older, you know, a guy who's, 50, 60 years old, he doesn't hunt like he did when he was his 20. Yeah, Maybe right. you, you evolve on it, but yeah. none, needless to say, the hunting and outdoor experience, you're still you know charging your batters, and you're still uh, right, right. really loving just the outdoor experience. Yeah. You may do things a little different. Yeah, Who would have ever thought about hunting in a redneck blind or a ground blind you know, 10 years ago? Right, sure. You know, it's just we evolve, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so enjoyable. So For sure. That's no a good story, man. That's what, that, that is cool, man. Yeah. I, I've it, I've been on one elk hunt in Colorado, and it kicked my ass. I didn't kill anything. Didn't even see an elk, but I had an absolute blast. Yeah. I'm um, hunting with my boys from uh, South Dakota, uh, Buckstorm Productions. What's funny about that, tying it in, Nick, I don't know if you remember this. You did a podcast with us. Like It must have been right after the first podcast you did with you, Bone. We were over 340 episodes now. We were It was under 20 episodes 
uh, that you guys were on. I don't know if you remember that at all. This is five years ago almost. Yep. Wow. And I met those guys because they found our show because we had you on because you're from South Dakota. Yep. They're from South Dakota. Yep. And now I do a hunting trip out west with them every single year. That's yeah. cool. Because That's cool. you were on our show. That's cool. So I, I should... You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> and I was, that's you, all. You worked so hard he, at that, he, didn't He's you? already got the check made out to you. Yeah. 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 And that's where all that stops. <laughs> send us, what, a, send us a bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck what's, you. What's cool about that story? I believe last year when we, we were recording, I think you said your dream hunt, if I'm not mistaken, was a bow with an uh, elk with a bow. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, dreams come true after you hang out with us. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just saying. What yeah. guys? It's good, <laughs> we're, good, we're good luck, T. Mo. Yeah. Your careers have really taken hunt, off. You definitely should go on. That's exactly right. We, we get asked that a lot. You know, like what is your dream hunt or whatever. And not to interrupt you, water elk, no, but, I, but like, uh, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I'm so grounded as far as this. And this ain't. I mean, I really, really, I've already outlived my dreams. Meaning, like, yeah, when I was twenty something years old and working in an archery shop or had an archery shop. I mean, like. To just hunt around there and maybe get a good lease in Georgia would have been the top tier of my dreams. Yeah. And if I never kill another critter, I mean, honestly, if I don't kill a cockroach walking out of this room, I have exceeded my dreams. So anything else is just pure, pure gravy. I, I do not feel any pressure whatsoever. I'm a, I'm blessed and I'm appreciative of anything that comes from now on. But honestly, I'm at zen, I guess you could say. If I don't kill another yeah. critter... I have been blessed. I truly yeah. am. That's I kind agree. of a cool yeah. spot to be yeah, in. Do you, yeah. you guys kind of feel the same way with oh, that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I for do sure. for sure. Yeah, I do for yeah. sure. I, I, and um, I'm still, I'm still very competitive. So when I go hunting, if if I'm engaged in the hunt, I definitely want to, to win. So yeah. it's not like for anything ego. It's completely it's for yourself almost. Like, well, there is a like switch a that flips game. with him. It yeah, does. Yeah. And so when he's at home, he's off. I mean, honestly, it's like. He, he is off when he's at home. I mean, I'll give him credit for that. He is. But like I mean, when we get in camp, it's like, hey, it's work time. Let's roll. Cha-ching. Let's right. do it. Let's do That's it. That's how I am, too. I love it. Same with turkey. It's just something simple as a turkey. It's like I, I want – I don't want to go turkey hunting. I do want to go turkey killing. I want to kill a turkey. <laughs> right, but, right. But, at the, but at the end of the day uh, – I think now, I, I mean, you got to learn to relax. I'm just oh, now yes. learning to relax, and and I'm still not good at it. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm 46. Was blessed to work in this industry for a long time when I'm you know just out of high school, and so yeah. so uh, now I think I appreciate it. Not that I I pray it don't just end, but I, I think it's like, man, I, look at what I've had a chance to do, and, and yeah. that's why I'm so thankful for the viewers and the people that have watched. That there's such a kindred spirit between how I feel that I am like them, they're like me, and so therefore it's, it's if it wasn't for the audience and the people, that's why I don't think there's any one particular company that owns this hunting industry. It is truly the, the fans and yeah, yeah, it's us, it's everybody that, right. that drives this whole hunting culture. And and I've been so blessed to to do some things that I never thought I'd get to do. I yeah. still don't think. I still can't believe I've had a chance to do the things and hunt some of the places I've hunted. Yeah. And so I, I, I've never took them for granted. Yeah. And I still enjoy it. But being that I've done it, I feel like there's there's nothing to prove within. I never did I want to prove something to somebody else. Yeah. Now I proved it within myself. Like, man, right, right. man, I can go on public ground and get a nice 
solid bull. Right. I've also had a chance to hunt some private ranches that I thought they would never let a redneck like me even own the place. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just yeah. for the Dishingtons. Yes. They let Dishingtons. Yeah, they just for the Dishingtons. And when, and when he gets on there, he goes, I've been given the keys to this ranch. Yeah. I've got to make every one of my redneck blood brothers proud. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, you have really messed up with me in here. I'm still calling home to my dad like, Daddy, they let me in. I, I'm not lying. I'm, <laughs> they let me I've in. got a tag, and they said, try to kill something big. Like, <laughs> seriously, they're going to let me. And so it, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I don't know. It's been a crazy ride. And, and I don't know. It's just, it, it is. It's cool Zen, to see you guys yeah. are still appreciative of it, man. Like it's unbelievable. I get that because from talking to you, but yeah, I think it's good for like our listeners and, and viewers of your yeah. show to kind of hear that a little bit. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, I, I can I can think that I don't know if I'd ever get tired of it because I love hunting so much and right. it's all I'm into and it's yeah. yeah it's one of the only things in my life that motivates me to to do better. You know, and, and like it's like I do get like hunt anxiety, like it. I feel guilty if I'm not hunting when it's hunting season. Oh, and if I oh get yeah. Tag, yeah. You know, it's And it's I'm not tired. Season, I, and by, by us saying that does not mean we're tired. It's just we're grounded to the fact is like anything that we do above and beyond this. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. speaking for myself. and But as I, maybe it's my age. But it's like anything I do is just pure enjoyment. There is yeah. no, there is no, you know, God, I really want to kill a 150. You know, I, or, yeah. you know, I, I mean, and, and it's not, it's not, there's no yeah. pressure on there. It's just like I'm doing this for pure enjoyment yeah, just no, absolute pure enjoyment yeah. I mean, yep. like, that, and I, I, I want to slow down I mean I, I like slowing down like I don't like the having to feel pressure and having to do this it's just like right, right. the time yeah. we have in camp and, and really and, and, and I don't know the planning of it I, yeah. I guess I can really enjoy it yeah yeah there's yeah. no doubt the enjoyment the enjoyment factor of it and, and like I said I, I still feel like and I think I can speak this for <clears> Nick and T-Bone we're still and myself we're still greedy meaning if if, if there's if there's one turkey gobbling, I'm thinking, well, I I mean, if I'm considered the boss, do I get to shoot him? You know, <laughs> you know it's like it, it's like I don't even know how many I've shot, but I do yeah. want to shoot that one more. Right, right. And so yes, obviously, yeah. if I was tired of shooting them, I wouldn't even go. And, and right, sure, right, I got right. five kids. I want to take them. I got a wife that loves to turkey hunt, but I still want mine. Yeah, it's almost right. like you know we're, we're going to yeah. St. Elmo's tonight. I want a steak. You know, I don't want to just watch hear, somebody eat one. I want, I hear I want guys, a bite. I hear guys say That's that all right. the time. You know, they say, you know, I got my wife and my kids hunting now, and I don't even want to hunt anymore. Like, I don't even want to shoot another deer. It's like, wow, yeah. that ain't me. No. I want to shoot all of them. Yeah, yeah I I, and, and I hear it at these shows, you know. Like, I, I love know, it. Now I don't even care to shoot one. I just want to. Now, speaking I, of St. Elmo's, man, oh, you guys got reservations. That is very true. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, quick, so real quick, I guess to wrap it up, so. Last year we did uh, the podcast, and afterwards we drank some bush lights, kind of bullshit around, and we kind of got into a conversation I thought was really funny and really interesting. We're going to talk wrestling now? We, we can. They lit up, boy. Like he said, we, we got taking a nap over here. Nick, I got to take a picture of that red flare. It, so we, <laughs> that was awesome. Where I'm going, we have a relatable story with this now since we talked, which is kind of ironic from last year to this year. We talked about the whole archery talk forum, how, like, Waddell, it was hard for you to, like, see people, like, kind of talking shit about you and you're like i don't even look at it anymore and yeah. i know nick you were saying like, i yeah, still look at too, it and then yeah. one time you were scrolling down that nick munt guy's a douche yeah. Like, yeah. what did i do that's the last time i ever looked at botox <laughs> ever one time i looked at it and a guy called me a douche so i never looked at but it, it was, but d- just just a couple post of he's like there's a guy like what else is tool they're like oh dude look what else god he's dissing you and it gets down all of a sudden it says nick munt's a douche he's like 
asshole. I'm like, he's... Look at that, that cheeseburger. cheeseburger? <laughs> what the hell is that? That's the smallest cheeseburger I've ever seen in my life. So. Yeah, oh, there you go. So what's, that bush what's funny right about that archery talk conversation, it, this was, uh, we were getting ready to go to a trade show in uh, central Illinois. This is back in like August. Oh, shit. We, a couple of listeners send us some links, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's this archery talk link? We click on it. It's a, I'm not kidding, it's a fucking 12-page thread of people just shitting on working-class bow Are you serious? Oh, yeah. God. Oh, we, we we ever, like, uh, you know what? We made Congratulations. It. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Welcome. We were, Welcome. We were all, we were, I think we are all in the truck, and we're all scrolling through oh, just dude, laughing our funny. asses off. You well, know? It was like, there was dudes going to bat for us, which is great to see, you know, but it was just hilarious. Like, Kurt just thinks he's cool because he's got tattoos and gauges, and like, oh, oh dude, God. it was good. Steve's this it fat, was, dumb ass. I'm like, well, what are you telling me? Something I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm not, I'm, we're, not, we're not arguing here. Yeah, I do think I'm cool because I have tattoos and gauges. I also look like I work at a gas station. It's just yeah. what I do, you know? Exactly. He's going to be uh, rolling the dough at Casey's Pizza. I, I used to, you know, when, you, when you see that, it's like I used to get mad. Now I almost, I, I, I honestly still do get a little mad, but yeah. I, it bothers you I a almost little. feel sorry for him. Like, these guys yeah. are so mad at the world. <laughs> it's funny, man. And, and, and they're so just frustrated. I'm like, dude, gear it down. Yeah, well, we gear scrolled through. I'm like, I got to see through. And it's like, you know how it says the one, two, three, dot, 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 and then the last box is 12, so you can tell there's like 12 pages. I'm like, scrolling through. I'm like, not one dude said, who the hell is working class bow hunter? I was like, we... We made it, man. Yeah, we made, made it. it. So we did. They uh, knew just, y'all. Yeah. Just for fun, we got on live, and I read all the fun comments that people were leaving just That's to kind great. of poke fun. I, and it, we joke about it a lot. Like, it, it did. It bothers you a sliver of it a little bit, but you're like, man, it's pretty funny. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, for I, sure. And, and uh, like you said, like, <clears throat> like I, I've tuned in some of that, and I, I'm. It don't really bother me for well, no, whatever. Like I've never yeah. deleted posts or anything like that from somebody saying something. Never bugged you. It doesn't. For some reason, it doesn't. What I always do is I'm like I, I like what else said. I feel sorry for them people that are like that. Yeah. And I'll say something like, "Hey guys, you know, because you know that there's several, there's lots of folks that like you. Yeah. And you I always yeah. just say like, "Hey, let's give this guy a hug, guys. You <laughs> yeah. know, just kill him with kindness. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. then usually everybody else hand, handles it. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. but to answer your point on Archer Talk, what I have a problem with on Archer Talk is. Get, being a guru is I'll see like somebody uh, ask like how do you tie a D-loop uh, and how do you know where to correctly do it and then all these people chime in that is have no business telling somebody how to tie <laughs> a D-loop, D-loop that's yeah. where I can't I can't watch oh. that kind of thing because I'm like going nuts in my head oh yeah that's getting it. so bad raw information in there I'm like I, can oh, see I can't that. that pisses you off that makes you feel like no you know what when I'm president because I see shit like that when I'm president of this country I'm like no, nobody's getting vaccines anymore I'm outlawing vaccines yeah some of these people need to thin out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's over. There's too many people, and we're living. Everyone's too healthy. It's a, no. You just exactly. You, some of you need to. We're go. letting the weak survive. I'm willing here. to take the risk that at least three out of five of those guys might make it. But at least if two of them are gone, that's two. F- I, I agree. I'm a, I'm I agree. With you. I agree. <laughs> Congratulations. I just saw awesome. bone collector. I'm sorry. Those kind no. of day, Those kind of those kind of guys have. Two types of days. They have bad days and worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. seriously. They just sit at home they're, and they're just they're, they're just mad because they had a little air in their Cheetos bag. They're pissed yep. off. They're pissed <laughs> off and happy. They're pissed off. Too much air in the Cheetos. You're happy. Yeah. I'm pissed. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm pissed. My life's miserable and yours is awesome. I yeah. just thought it was like worth bringing up because I remember we had that conversation. I just thought it was so funny. That Nick Monk guy's a douche. We're like, what the hell? And then, <laughs> and then it was like almost the same thing. It hurt my feelings. We get a whole thread. We're like, man, all right, that's pretty funny. Well, so. it gets me is I would never go on somebody's page and put something negative. It's a lot of I, mean, I, I wouldn't like, even think would about it. And people come on my stuff and slam me for 
popping my collar. You know, hey, I'm from the '80s, man. I like to pop my You're dang fly, collar. Fly, man. I like to I'm from Minnesota. It's cold as hell. You damn right, I'm popping my collar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You better be wearing two collars. Yeah, you know? <laughs> two polos. <laughs> like you said, somebody needs a hobby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Look, we can't do. close. We cannot close it out on that. I mean, I, I we got to talk something wrestling. Oh, I see. I see. Round I see. table wrestling. I refuse to leave okay. here without yeah. some type okay. of wrestling roundtable. Okay. I think we right. just let's just, let's just everybody go around and just tell us who your favorite wrestler of all time is. No matter what generation, no matter where you're from or who you are, who's your favorite? I want Steve to go deep. No, Steve. no, don't let Steve go first. Steve just stretched. Don't let Don't let him go first. He took he a don't huge go first. Breath. There you go first. Stone Cold. Stone Cold I Steve Austin. No, I'm 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 Hulk Hogan Hunter. I mean, all the way Hulk Hogan, man. He just was awesome. Love, I love Hulk Hogan. Always will. He, he, he was the man. Just he was I just man. always wanted to be huge like that. I thought if I was that big, I'd kick everybody's ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit if they're the nicest guy in the world. I'll just walk up and just knock dude, the shit Hogan, out. Yeah. Hogan oh, here we go. Hogan child, dude. Here we go. Hogan child hit. It, the Hogan, it was Hollywood Hogan. So this is WCW. And he oh, yeah. The, the belt. And he'd be playing like a Dude, I swear to God. I watched Mean Look Gene did brought him out in Rockford. And he's like, Hollywood Hogan, because you're wearing a Jimi Hendrix shirt, and the yeah. shit hits. So whenever I hear Voodoo Child, I don't think Jimi Hendrix. I think Hulk Hogan's theme song. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. that's how great Hogan so awesome, was. Just when he came out, <laughs> you know, 6'7", whatever, 260 pounds, just a monster, freaking rip. Giant. This, just Beautiful, yeah, I, blonde, I'm a, I'm a, flowing. Oh, wait, I'm going a little too far. That's a skullet. <laughs> Nobody's got a skullet like Hulk Hogan, dude. Oh, I'm, I'm get, skullet's I'm next there. level, man. I love yeah. him. I love I'll, him. I'll go next because I don't know wrestlers. I've got to go Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's you all don't I know mean. wrestlers? I don't watch wrestling, man. Stone Cold yeah. is... Right. I, I, you, what about you, you love that guy, What about man. you? Well, I, I like... I mean, if... Envious, it was Jimmy Superfly Schnooker. Cause I, I yeah, because I, yeah. I wanted to fly. He had some you know? great hair too. Yep. Yeah. But he also killed. If I had to pick, I'm, I'm a Goldberg fan. <laughs> like for Goldberg, yeah. Goldberg, 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 Goldberg was tough. I, and this is kind of goes way back. I mean, and Steve might remember, but this is like I way, way he back. Does. Yeah, he does. And this is kind of boring, but cool. I like wrestler number two that wore the mask. Did, did Steve? Did I? Did I? Did, did I just blow your mind? So, did I just blow your mind? Steve just flicked the burger. I asked. Right I, asked and I, I, and this is, this is. I can tell. It's almost like he he really likes me now. Did I even knew? I because my granddad. <laughs> oh yeah. He was a boiler maker, and he liked wrestling number two. And that was back, you know, like the Nacho Libre. They tried to pull the mask off. Oh yeah. And and they was always trying to get wrestling number twos. And he was just like almost like he was cool. He didn't song and dance, but he just kick your ass. And they was trying to get your ma- trying to pull his mask off. You know. Do you know who he's talking about? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Asked, oh yeah! Hall I asked Dan fame. Perez. Does that surprise you? From Whitetail Properties, I asked him who his favorite wrestler was. I forgot he grew up in Florida. I said, "This dude, I, I highly respect. I love this guy to death." And he goes, "Jose Lutero," and I go, "Jose Lutero, I'm like bro, what? Really?" And I go, "Oh shit, I forgot you're from Florida." Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> did, that, <laughs> did you know who that was? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. He, he managed Shawn Michaels, uh, like ninety three and a half when he was wrestling uh, Road Dog. Uh, I remember he came out, and I remember Gorilla Monsoon. How do you know all this shit? Because, I, dude, I don't get laid, so I watch pro wrestling. <laughs> Is that a shock to you guys? Dude, I swear to God, dude, I will, I, will get on, I will get on Snapchat, and I'll be, like, putting that Snapchat story, like, oh, man, I hope this girl sees me watching a CM Punk match. You know what I mean? 
She's going to see it, bro. And if she doesn't see it within an hour, I'll put oh, another God. one up. You watch a Ricky Steamboat and Ric hey, Flair. It's funny, going man. Hollywood, it's funny bro. CM Punk lost street cred. He lost street cred when he went UFC. He should have not got to And when you're a UFC guy, i got a transfer to this. Next weekend, McGregor versus Cowboy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, watch it. Ooh, oh yeah, absolutely. Good. Who the, you got? The rest of the cards, not, I think Connor will win it. But, I think uh, so, too. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm just glad that they let Cowboy. He's on his way out. Dude. You know what I mean? But oh, yeah. but he deserved this fight, so yeah, he can get a huge he payday. And he will for put sure. on a show. I mean, right. he will give everything. It's not yep. like he's just going in there for he's a paycheck. No, no, he's he's going to go in there and give it all. You going to do it, Nick? You guys both into it? Oh, yeah. I like it. I had a chance to hang out with Cowboy a good bit and turkey hunt with him just like just a little bit. I say turkey hunt with him. I was in Turkey camp with him. Right. And uh, Kevin Harvick and him are good friends. And I had a chance. I took Kevin Harvick, NASCAR driver, hunting, and he was in camp. And no shit. Cerrone, killed, he, killed a, he killed a turkey his first. And so yeah, that's awesome. super cool guy. That's awesome. Very humble. Very Dude, I want to get him on the podcast so bad, and I will beg for you to just, just desperately we'll reach out. With Kevin Harvick, how great would that be if you beat him? That would be just awesome. Oh, and, and he could. I, I like would him. love that. It's one like of those him. fights. Like I'm a big fan of both of them. Oh, and yeah, like me in too. both of their pers- like, who do you want on here, Kevin Harvick, or you? I want Cowboy on. Oh yeah, yeah that'd Cowboy. be great. He's, I want he's Cowboy a cool on. cat, man. He was yeah. he was really cool, really hip, and 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 obviously he was hunting and he was getting into it. Was he just slamming it. Budweisers in camp? He was. He I was drinking Budweisers. And, and I think that's, <laughs> that's what awesome. I've learned to appreciate. I like the realness. I, you know, yeah. I like the realness of that. That's what everybody was. likes about but him. I mean, really that's like why he's popular. He seems genuine, you know. I, I think... I mean, tough. You're right. It's just he is tough. I think tough. it'll go because it, it's a main event. So main events are five rounds. Right? Always, always, always. Yeah, whether they're title or not. I think it'll go three rounds, and I bet you the first two are just going to be a scrap. But I think if if Cowboy can hold on, and Connor's going to get tired. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, he dude. doesn't have. Well, in the past, I word on the different. street is he has he's really changed. He's got a. Yeah. Tremendous camp that he's went through. The last nine months has been Who's a resurrection. McGon- Conor McGregor, dude, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I love the Peaky Blinder. So every, I just think oh, yeah. of author now. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, like, yeah. the Peaky Blinder. Yeah, the Peaky Blinder. Order a Peaky Blinder, dude. dude. I love dude, that. We're going to be in Nebraska next year for our next weekend for the trade show for that fight. So we're going to after the, the we're about we're about good. Yeah, Chase is yelling at me. Oh yeah, um, we're getting yelling. We got to yell about Jackson Chase. Sorry guys. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry, boys. I got distracted. My, we, hey, you guys take your time, one. but get out. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. you ain't got to go wrap home. it up. Can I get the... So. <laughs> yeah. You got to get out of here. Anyway, <laughs> it's going to be a good fight. I'm, I'm pumped for it. But. Yeah. Well, hey, boys, I really appreciate you guys coming back on. Absolutely. It means a lot. Always. Anytime. It's a blast. Here, I hope we can Thank do it next guys. year again. And yeah, get, isn't and it wrap. cool how you sit down and you're like, oh, we need to have an agenda, and like two minutes in, it's just like Out the autopilot. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And it's so easy. I love it, man. so fun. That's an hour and ten minutes of just pure... Oh, we, and honestly, if we didn't have somewhere to go, we could easily go another yeah. hour and a half, easy, yeah. or more. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd yeah. be a four-hour podcast. And the crazy part was Waddell actually let us talk this time. So yeah, man, great. I'm happy about hey, that. Yeah. I, I was, I Thanks myself. to the bush light. So the bush is, light might have yeah, helped on that. Daddy. This episode of Working Class Bowhunter with Bone Collector is kind of like your episode when, or when you go to YouTube. You start trying to figure out how Van Dam catches. Bass off the ledge, you end up seeing a bus slide off a cliff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how does you get there? Yeah. How do you get there? Or a Chinese guy dig a dig a, a hole and and build a cabin with a swimming pool inside. Dude, I watch the that. Mini dudes, I the that. Dude, the mini dudes of the forest, and they always like have it like half like a, a one and a half speed. And there's like, dude, the, the, I'm like, 
or how they catch cobras. Like you know, you go in, you go in watching dude perfect, and you end up watching the dude catching cobras in India. You ever see a video of that dude slapping a cobra? <laughs> oh yeah. How do they know me so well? I think I'm gonna yeah. go home and spank my cobra. Let's get yeah. out of here. Oh god. Oh, All right, I need to go drink a king cobra yeah. on that. All right, guys. Thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. game in wild places tune in to hunt stand presents saturdays at 8 30 p.m eastern waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment